So when we started this series, we started by focusing on understanding the holiness of God. The, the passage that we just read about how holy and set apart God is from everything. And then last week we talked about when you understand that, a lot of times it brings you to a place that Isaiah was at where he said, woe is me. Where we can, are confronted with God's holiness, we recognize our own sinfulness, and so it leads us to a place of confession, it leads us to a place of repentance, and, and recognizing that in comparison to God, we're filthy, we're, we're broken, we're sinful, and so bringing us to a place where we confess that to God and, and we repent of it. And as we confess our sin and as we repent of our sin, the more and more that God's Holy Spirit is able to do through us. The more and more that God has the freedom to do in us what he wants because we're not getting in our own way and trying to push him away because we're trying to fight for ourselves. And so this week, if you've been praying along with, with the 40-day uh, devotional that, that you can get online um, on the church website or on the church Facebook page, uh, as, if you've been praying through that, all week long we've been talking about the Holy Spirit and praying through this theme of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, if you haven't got those devotionals yet, uh, they're still there. You can still get them, and they're, they're really good. The devotionals are short. Um, and it gives you like two or three prayer prompts to just pray through these things. It's really good. Uh, I'd encourage you to check that out. Um, but as th- this week, as we've been praying through those things, I was reminded of a passage in Ephesians chapter 3 in verses 14 to 21. And it's this amazing passage. I preached on it a few years ago. Um, but, but this passage, uh, it just blows me away every time I hear it. Um, This is Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. And Paul says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. He says, I pray out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So he, he prays that we would be strengthened through his Holy Spirit in our inner being. He says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, again, through his Holy Spirit, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. So there's two things that he's praying that the Holy Spirit would give us power to do. That first, the Holy Spirit would strengthen us so that Christ may be able to dwell in our hearts through faith, so that we have power to have faith. The second is power to understand Christ's love. And then in verse 20, he says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask 
or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Verse 20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. Immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. That we can't measure, there's no way to measure how much more God can do than we ask. And, and I can ask for quite a bit. If you would have listened to all of my prayers over the years, I've asked for quite a bit. And it says that more than we ask or even can imagine. Now, the things I've asked for are nothing in comparison to the things that I can imagine. Because I can imagine quite a bit. I can imagine being a billionaire on a yacht on Fiji somewhere. I've never asked for that. Maybe I have not because I ask not. But I don't know that God would give that to me anyway. But if he does... I'll fly you all over and we can hang out and have church on my yacht. But, because I'm a billionaire, it's, it, that's, that's chump change when you're a billionaire. But I, I, I can ask for an awful lot. I can imagine even more than that. And God is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. And we all, I think, as Christians, say we believe it. We maybe need the power to strengthen our faith to believe that sometimes, but we all are pretty comfortable saying that God can do more than we ask or imagine. But this is, this is the part where faith takes, takes a, an extra leap because it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. That God is able to do more than we ask or imagine through his power working through us. That God is able to do more than you ask or imagine through you. And that's where a lot of times my faith falls short. Is that God wants to do something through me. That God wants to do something through you. It is something immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. And I just think that most, most believers don't have any idea how much power they have access to through the Holy Spirit working in them. That God's Holy Spirit can do more in your life than you think. That God can use you in ways that you couldn't ask for or imagine. I, I don't think most believers have any idea how much power they have access to. And I'm not talking about like Pentecostal, like, like, like the Holy Spirit's making me bark like a dog power, but real true power. Jesus said in John 14, 12, he said, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, 
and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And he said when he goes to the Father, that's when he would send the Holy Spirit. Did did you hear what he said? That whoever believes in me will do what I've been doing. Read the New Testament and see what Jesus was doing. Jesus said, you'll be doing these things, you'll be doing even greater things. And then Paul says that God can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine through his power that's at work within us. There's a lot of power that we can have through the Holy Spirit in us. But I think the reason that maybe we don't live in that power too much is because we're so often stuck in in this battle with our own stuff. We're all all stuck in this battle with our own stuff going on in our heart and and, and the things we want and our pride and, and just all of that in us. The Bible a lot of times calls it our flesh, that our, our body, what, what we want, our, our, ourselves before Jesus, our, ourselves apart from God and apart from his spirit, that, that we're constantly in this battle. Galatians five sixteen and 17, Paul says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. If you walk by the spirit, then you won't have that battle. He says, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit is what is contrary to the flesh. They're at odds. He says, they are in conflict with each other so that you're not able to do whatever you want. The the flesh wants one thing, the spirit wants the other, and they're in conflict with one another so that you are not to do whatever you want. So that you're not able to do all of these things that Christ said that we could do. So that we're not able to do all of these things that we could do at, with his power working through us. Because we're still in this battle of, against the flesh. There's still this conflict in us. Now, Jesus said in Mark chapter 14, when when he was going to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray right before he was arrested, and the disciples went with him, and and he asked them to pray. And they kept falling asleep. Jesus said, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The Spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. I think most of us could say amen to that, that the Spirit's willing, that there's definitely a part of us that wants to go closer to God, that there's a part of us that the Spirit is willing. It's just the flesh is weak and we always fall short. But Jesus says this. He says to watch, but he also says pray so that you will not fall into temptation. See, there's a connection between your spiritual health 
and how you're able to handle temptation. He says, pray, get spiritually strong so that you're able to handle temptation, so that you will not fall into temptation. And I can tell you from experience, from myself, that that the more I pray, the less I struggle with those temptations that seem to regularly bother me. And the less I pray, the more I struggle. Jesus knew what he was talking about. Imagine that. Jesus said to his disciples, watch, keep an eye out, keep alert, but pray so that you won't fall into temptation. And like I said, when he said this to the disciples, it was partly because they kept falling asleep. They kept falling asleep, but that, that brings another point to this whole conversation about the battle of the flesh versus the spirit and being strong. And it kind of falls under the watch out that Jesus said. Because, like I said, the disciples were tired. And so often I lose the battle to my flesh. So often the spirit takes a backseat and, and I do my thing. When I'm tired. So often I've lost the battle when I'm emotionally tired or physically tired or spiritually tired or a combination of all three. When I'm emotionally tired, when I'm stressed and, and, and emotionally just worn out, my judgment's not as good. I get angry easier. I have to be really careful when I'm emotionally just drained and stressed and worried and and anxious. When when all of those things are happening on it and I'm emotionally worn out, I got to be careful because I, I will snap at my kids easier. I will snap at my wife easier. I will snap at the person driving in, in the parking lot easier. And I'll, I'll, I'll yell or I'll say things I don't mean or I'll say mean things or I'll make some kind of joke that's laced with frustration in it. Or I'll let my imagination just run away with me and think about all these terrible things that are going to happen and, and, I've, and I just completely forget about faith in God that God's good and faithful and all those things. And I just let it go into all these terrible things are going to happen in my life, you know. Any parent can tell you this, that when you're emotionally stressed and tired, it's a little easier to give in to temptation, to yell at somebody, or to get a little bit too upset. Everybody knows that it's part of the human condition, that when you're stressed out, you make bad choices. When I'm physically tired... When I'm worn out physically, when my body's tired, when my brain is tired, I make bad calls. I get cranky. I give in to temptation way easier 
When, I, when it's late at night or in the afternoon when it's, I'm just kind of tired, a lot of times that, that I just know that that's what Satan's like, oh, there he is. He's easy, he's easy now. I can get him easy now. Because when I'm tired, I'm just, I'm not alert. I'm not watch out, like Jesus said. You know, I, I, can, I can do really good. You know, the, the whole eating healthy diet thing, like, like I can eat real healthy all day long, have a great day, you know, no, no snacks and eat a healthy breakfast and healthy lunch and healthy dinner and drink all the water that you're supposed to drink in a day and do really good and got, get some exercise in. You're feeling really good about yourself. This is, you know, like, man, I'm, I'm just really killing it today. And then, but, but then that day turns into kind of a long day. And then I go and I have a meeting and it's kind of a long meeting. And then I get home and it's like 9.30 at night. And I'm hungry and I'm tired and wings sound really good, so I make some wings. And ice cream sounds really good to go with the wings and you eat the, a little bit of ice cream. And then you think, well, I, I've gone this far, you know, like a 20-ounce pop might be nice. And you're tired and you're not thinking and you're kind of worn and next thing you know you've made a bunch of bad choices that a lot of the bad choices I've made in my life has been when I'm tired I give into temptation way easier when I'm tired I've had to learn to be extra careful when I'm physically tired my thought life is worse when I'm tired or those times when I wake up in the middle of the night but I, and I'm exhausted, but my mind is just running 90 miles an hour. And I can't, and I, and I think all kinds of horrible things because I'm tired and temptation just beats me up. You gotta be careful. Keep watch. And then when I'm spiritually tired, I'm just spiritually out of gas. Not, not in the word as much. Not spending much time in prayer. Temptation just gets easier and easier to say yes to. And like I said, sometimes it's a combination of all three. You get emotionally tired. And you're just... Uh, and. Then you're physically tired, and so you're just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm just going to skip reading my Bible today, or I'm not going to read as much as I normally am, because I'm just tired, I'm going to bed. Or, I, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to pray right now, because if I pray, I'm literally going to fall asleep. I should rest in the Lord, but that'd be ridiculous, you know. And, and so we get worn out like that. Why, why do you think Satan came to tempt Jesus when he had been 40 days in the desert fasting and praying out in the wilderness? Satan knows. Jesus is tired. Jesus is drained. Jesus is worn down. 
And so often the enemy will attack because he knows that your defenses are down. And I'll tell you, I said it last week at the annual meeting, so often God will teach you things and then say, and as soon as he teaches it, say, okay, now go put it into practice. Like, he'll teach you something and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, I need to do that. But then he'll say, okay, now do it. And you're like, oh, like right now? It was funny. The day that I was writing this, it was like as the day went on, the stress level went up. And, and as the day went on, I, I got more and more even physically tired. You know, I, it, it's, I've been extra tired this week. I've been extra stressed. I've been physically tired because I'm not sleeping quite as well. And I've been emotionally tired. But, but here's the secret that's got me through this week. Without just me, like, giving in to every temptation and driving myself off a cliff. I'm not letting myself get spiritually tired. And because I'm not letting myself get spiritually tired, it's helping me stay emotionally a little bit more energized, which is helping me stay a little bit better physically energized. I'm not letting myself get spiritually tired. Why? Because God was teaching me this earlier in the week and then said, okay, put it into practice. And so I had it fresh in my head. I'm not letting myself get spiritually tired. I've been praying. Well, the, the thing, it, when we said 40 days of prayer, I added fasting. And I want, and, and, but God did something. When, when I did that, I, I felt like God said, I don't want you to fast food. You, you, fast, you can fast. You do that all the time. Like, that's old for you. You need something different. And so the thing that God challenged me to do was fast my time and give one extra hour every day to prayer. To, to clear a little extra hour from work or from doing work around the house or whatever and, and pray. And then at the end of 40 days, I've spent an extra 40 hours in prayer. That's pretty good. And it makes, you know, 40 days of prayer, I feel like some sort of a success for me. But I've been praying this extra hour. And now I won't say I've beaten every temptation that came my way this week or this, you know, since we've been doing this 40 days. But I'll tell you, I'm doing a lot better than I normally would. I'll tell you that as temptation has come this week, I've just been faster at turning it over to Jesus. Like, you know, somebody, somebody upsets me, makes me mad, you know, boom, Lord Jesus, I pray for them. And, and, I, and I'm not praying for them to, like, get hit by a train. I'm praying for them, like, that they would find Jesus in this situation. It, it, it's, it's made me quicker to, to pray, quicker the temptation comes, boom, nope, that's not, that's not Jesus. It's made me faster. I've, I've, been emotionally and, and physically a little bit extra drained this week, but spiritually, spiritually, I'm not going to let myself get tired. So we've got to be 
growing in prayer. We've got to be talking and listening to God. We've got to be growing in our time in the word. Keeping watch because we know that the enemy is going to attack. We know that our flesh is going to try and rise up in a coup against Jesus. Keep watch and pray. That's how you walk in the spirit and you overcome the battle with your flesh. Paul said, we read it before. So I say, walk by the spirit. How do you walk by the spirit? Stay in the word, stay praying, stay close to Jesus. I say that every week. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You go, why do I keep losing the battle? Like, why, why do I keep falling short? Oh, why, you know, again, 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 I just feel like I lose to temptation every time. Paul says, walk by the Spirit and you won't gratify the desires of your flesh. Maybe you just need a, an, an extra filling of God's Spirit and spend a little time closer to Him. In Galatians 5.25, he says this, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That if you can walk in step with the Spirit, if I can walk in step with the Spirit, so much of that other stuff that we try to do as Christians and work so hard to try to do as Christians, if we can just walk in step with the Spirit, so much of the other stuff just falls into place. If, I, if I'm walking in step with the Spirit, if I'm staying in prayer, staying in the Word, st- you know, continuing following, staying in step with the Spirit, then when one of my kids is acting like an idiot, I don't scream and, and go off and call him an idiot. Because I'm walking in this, so I don't gratify the desires of my flesh. My flesh is just kind of quiet. So, so all that other stuff that I try so hard to do, I try to be kind and all, all of these things. It just kind of happens because I'm walking in step with the Spirit. In one of the, uh, the devotionals this week, President Stumbo uh, did one of the devotionals this week. He had this great quote. And it's all about how we do this as, as Christians. What, what, to what level is it? God just does everything, and what level is, is it we have to work at being holy? And he said this. He said, the sanctified life is not passive, where you say, I have no participation. Nor is the sanctified life a life of initiation. It's up to me to get this right. He says, it's a life of cooperation. I yield to the influence of the Holy Spirit in my life. And that when I yield to the Holy Spirit, then the other things get done. It's about surrendering control of your life to the Holy Spirit and letting him work through you. And then staying in step with the Spirit. Again, he said, since we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. And the more that we're able to keep in step with the Spirit the more the Holy Spirit's going to be able to do all of the things that he wants to do and all of the things that you want to do as a Christian. And when you're trying to stay in step with the Spirit, sometimes you get out of step a little bit. Okay, you confess it. 
you repent of it, and then you jump back in step. I remember in high school, I was in marching band, and you know, you do the whole left, 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 right, left thing. But every once in a while, when you were marching, you'd get out of step, and everybody would be taking their left, and you'd be taking your right, and it messes the whole thing up, and it doesn't look. And so what you did was they teach you early on, this is like band 101, they teach you to do this little like hop step, and it gets you, and it gets you on your right foot, on the foot you're supposed to be on. So if you're, you know, if they're saying left, 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 right, and you're taking right, 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 left, right, you just take a little hop and it gets you like, okay, then you're back on, on pace. That's what we have to do as Christians. When we're walking through life, sometimes we're going to get out of step with the spirit. It's going to happen because we're still human. But when that happens, you just make a little minor adjustment. You take a little hop step and get back in step with the Holy Spirit. You just you know, as you're walking through life and you go, oh man, you know what? I'm out of step with the Holy Spirit here on this. Like, okay, right there as you're going through it. Okay, Lord, right now, I'm, that's not you. That's, that's me. So Father, I confess that to you. Forgive me. I repent of it. Hop step and get back in step with the Spirit. When you find yourself in the, in the flesh, just give it back to, give control back to the, the Spirit. And if you want to know how you're doing, if you want to take a, just a little bit of time and look at yourself and say, am I in step with the Spirit or am I kind of out of step that I need to jump back in? Galatians chapter 5 is a great place to go. Galatians five nineteen to 23. And we'll, we'll even do that right now. And this is, this is how easy it can be and you, you can do this on your own. If you just kind of going through your day, like, am I in step with the God's spirit? So just take a second, everybody close your eyes. We're going to pray real quick. And I just encourage you, pray David's prayer. Search me, God, and know me. Show me any offensive way in me. Just pray that prayer. Search me and know me. Show me any offensive way in me. And then I'm going to read this scripture verses. And if, as I'm reading through this, there's any place where the Holy Spirit kind of taps you on the heart and says, yeah, you, you, this kind of describes you. Confess it, repent it, and jump into step with the Spirit. If in a little bit longer, we talk about fruits of the Spirit. If you go, man, I'm kind of lacking in that area. Just confess, confess that to God, repent of it, and jump in step with the Spirit. So Father, I just pray that you would search me and that you would know me and you would show me any offensive way in me. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Idolatry, which is putting anything above God. Witchcraft, 
which is just a spiritual form of manipulation. Maybe you are manipulating things. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. As we just read that through in the presence of God, if, if the Spirit tapped you on your shoulder and said, yeah, you know that, yeah, that's, that's kind of you. There's some selfish ambition in your heart. Confess it. Repent of it. Just ask God to help you get back in step with his Spirit. Paul goes on and says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And again, maybe as I was reading through those, God just kind of tapped you on the shoulder and said, you know, that you're kind of lacking. Your patience, maybe you need to work on that a little bit. Your kindness, maybe you need to invite me into that, get in step with my spirit. There's been a lot to lose your peace about this week. Maybe, maybe your peace has kind of fallen short. So if one of those places is lacking, just confess it to God. Just tell him, man, I've been impatient with my kids this week. I've been impatient with that guy that I work with. I've been impatient about things not coming together as fast as I think they should. Father, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I repent of that. Father, fill me with your spirit so that my patience could be what you want it to be. Amen. He says, since we live by the Spirit, let us walk and keep in step with the Spirit. And the more that we can do that, the more that we can stay in step with the Spirit, the more that we're going to be able to live the Christian walk that we want to have. Remember he said, the reason that you don't have the, the, what you want 
is because you have this battle with the flesh. But the more that we do that, the more that we work to stay in step with the Spirit and invite the Spirit to have control of our lives, the more that we're going to be able to have the Christian life that we want to have. The more that we're going to be able to overcome temptation if it comes our way and, and we don't keep falling back into the same old things over and over and over again where we have to keep going back to God and saying, oh God, I did it again. I'm sorry. I get so tired of doing that in my life. The, the way that out of that is to stay in step with the Spirit. And that, that's how we overcome that temptation. And the more that we're able to do those things, the more that we're going to be able to be the church and the people with the power, that immeasurably more power, that only the Holy Spirit can give us to work through us to be in step with him and to be the, the church that the world needs us so desperately to be. It's the kind of people we need to be. That's the kind of church we need to be. It's the kind of church the world needs us to be. It's a, it's a church full of the power of the Holy Spirit, bringing revival to us and to our community and then overcoming this dark world in the power and of and in the spirit of Jesus Christ. That's how it happens. But we've got to watch and pray and keep in step with the spirit and just keep inviting him to do whatever he wants through us. Let's pray.